Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Hi everybody, welcome back to Elder Scrolls Off the Record for episode number 67. I am Joe the Widget Wilson and I am joined by the justifiably jolly Evarwin. <laughs> justifiably jolly, you say. Are we up to J this week already? We are up to J. <laughs> Hold on a second, I, I guess I have to be justifiably jolly. <laughs> what do you laugh, what do you laugh? <laughs> it's actually the uh, chat room who, who reminded me of my letter this week. Oh, <clears throat> very good. Thanks, chat. Always helpful. Thanks. <laughs> and we are joined by the joyfully jamming Louis Alon. Thank you, Joe. Wow, joyfully jamming. I feel like I need two turntables and a mic, and my hat pointed backwards. Oh my god, two turntables <laughs> and a microphone. Oh, no. <laughs> Hello, everyone in chat room. <laughs> and we are. Oh, Dave's not here. He is uh, off driving somewhere, that's all he told me. He couldn't make it tonight, so we are joined, as always, by the jumble jealous Shank the Tank. Yo, what's going on, Internet? And uh, Lou, I love that song, man. It's it's my jam. Word. Yeah. Word. <laughs> Word to you. And mind. filling in for David Deenforce, Adams, is the jokingly jarring Kyle from ShoddyCast. Yay! Yay! Why, thank you guys, and hello chat room. I'm not sure what jarring means, but uh, I'll take it. It's official, man. You got one of the letter introductions. You're a letterman. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Here's your coat. There's the J on it. There's two J's on it. (gasps) My own varsity? Yeah, there you go, man. That's right. (laughs) Rocking the microphone. All right, we have some uh, sponsors to get into, Mr. Varwin. Yeah, sure. As always, this show is sponsored in part by Guild Launch. If you're looking for an awesome web space to get that guild or community off the ground, look no further! Don't fail for those noob sites! 250,000 guilds, clans, teams, and communities can't go wrong. Get your free site at Guild Launch, guildlaunch.com. Only site that can bring you specially designed themes for that MMO that you play, such as WoW, Tarot, Lotro, Guild Wars 2, EverQuest 2, EVE, Aeon, Swotor, Rift, and so many, many, many more. Gain that competitive edge that only Guild Launch can provide with DKP tools for raiders and even mobile-optimized sites. And that's just what you get for free. You can choose from one of their three subscription plans starting at $7 a month, and you'll find features like your own domain, Google Analytics, storage, great for podcasting, by the way, advertising, great for everyone, by the way, (laughs) attendance reports, and more. Stay current with your clan or guild, with your own newsletters, too. Powered by Guild Launch, of course. Elder Scrolls leaders. Your adventure on Tamriel starts here. 
for free at GuildLaunch, GuildLaunch.com, Power to Play, the tools to dominate. And also by TweakedAudio.com for quality earbuds, free worldwide shipping, unbeatable customer service, and a lifetime warranty. You'll get awesome, awesome earbuds at TweakedAudio.com. Use our code off the record, all one word now, let's not get crazy, and you can save 30% off your order, all at TweakedAudio.com. And this episode was made awesome by fans such as Eric S. Thank you so much, Eric, for your contribution and our sponsors today for this show. I should play that Boys and Men song, thank you. (laughs) No. All right, so before we go into the show, we have something quick to mention. And if you guys didn't hear it, check out the ESO All-Stars cast, available on our website, on iTunes, at com and also in video format on the ShoddyCast YouTube page. We had a blast doing it, <clears throat> and it's going to be a monthly deal. Yeah, once a month. We're going to get the uh, Avengers Assemble! Yes. <laughs> I'll make sure I remember to get, bring my uh, blue spandex this time. Sounds good to me. Can I, can I, uh, Kyle, is it okay if I'm like Captain America in this, in this ESO cast? Dude, you can take the whole group because I'd rather be the Justice League. Just saying. (laughs) Iron Man pones all. I'm sorry. I'll respect that if you let me be Wonder Woman. I want to... No, no, Shank. You could be Aquaman. Useless and just staying back in the Hall of Justice. (laughs) (laughs) I will bring out my fish. (laughs) Poor Shank. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta be... (laughs) <laughs> that's it shanks down he's on the floor he's crying out for the count <laughs> yeah we haven't knocked him out for the count since like i don't know geez eight episodes ago yeah all right guys we have um something came in from elder scrolls online.com ask us anything variety pack number four I meaning if i want to go through this like our usual format and we will comment as normal you guys ready shank can you breathe <laughs> I'll take that as a no. So he'll chime That's in when he can. He died. <laughs> the oxygen mask by your your couch. Yeah, use it. Oh, I'm here. Sorry, I forgot to unmute. I'm good, sort of. Right, oxygen mask. All right, Kyle. Uh, if you want to weigh in on any of these topics, of course, feel free to interject. If he's not weighing in like a normal host, oh. I'm kicking out of the call. <laughs> me, uh, well, just now, just... now you just uh, set a goal for me now. <laughs> no pressure, man. No pressure. no pressure. Every two seconds, I'm gonna have to cut you off, Joe. Oh well, in that case, you'd be just like Dave. I'll take I'll take Lou's job, <laughs> you know, where he always cuts you off. <laughs> oh, that's true. Okay, Lou, we're we're not going to be in sync this time, right? Something that oh. is a big. See, he did it. I I'll be danged. There, yeah, there he goes. It's <laughs> the first. Someone forgot to mention meat and potatoes. By the way, oh, oh I did. Oh man, meat and potatoes. It it's there. We're in. <laughs> we're going. All right. Something that is in big debate on every single forum I've seen as of late is the life expectancy of the different races of Tamriel for role-playing purposes. Can you please elaborate and give us some numbers to work with for each race, or at least the elven races, the Altmar, Bosmer, and, Drun- and Dunmer? Uh, that was but done by Nathan Payne. All right. And Zoss says, Elves live two to three times as long as humans. And the beast races, orcs, Khajiiti, and Argonians. A 200-year-old elf is old. A 300-year-old elf is very, very old indeed. Anyone older than that has prolonged his or her lifespan through powerful magic. That was straightforward. Yeah, it was vague and straightforward at the same time, I guess. 
Yeah. You know what? I, I, uh, I, I'm glad they, I'm glad they, they said this because, you know, I always kind of thought that we're, we may be discussing like Tolkien's elves where they live, you know, just thousands of years, possibly thousands of years. So it's good to have a little, a little background on that. Exactly. I just have one thing. Um, is that a typo or is that really the plural form for Khajiit? No, that's Khajiiti. Yeah, that's commonly. Wow. I'm playing that race and didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> the multiple Khajiiti poop in multiple sand. Yeah. Wow. Khajiiti. Good to know. <clears throat> that's very Khajiiti of you. All right. In the next question, in previous Elder Scrolls games, armor was divided into categories. With each category having multiple styles of armor, the styles were... Uh, tiered. Tiered. I don't know why I was thinking tired. Maybe because I am tired? So that there was a progression in the type of armor the player would wear from early game to late game. Does the Elseworlds Online use an armor progression similar to the one used in Skyrim? Mm, good question. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online features a very similar armor system. Armor is divided into three categories. Light, medium, and heavy. Light armor is generally good for Magicka users. Medium armor is good for stamina users. And heavy armor is good for keeping yourself alive as as long as possible. Uh, Within each category, there are many different types of available. Some are specific to a particular racial style, though you can wear any armor regardless of your race. And some are the iconic sets you might recognize from past Elder Scrolls games, such as Daedric, Dwemer, and more. Wow, so this is good that uh, they're basically sort of confirming here we've got Dejic and Dwemer armor in the game. Yeah, but they kind of skated, they kind of skirted around the overall question. Yeah, because the guy was definitely asking about, you know, tiered armor, like end game raid progression armor. Yeah, chain, Dwemer, <laughs> Orcish. Yeah. But I mean, you know, uh, Kyle, have you ever played, uh, have you played Swotor? Yeah. Okay. You know, at the end where you had uh, at, at the end game, you had different kind of raid gear. So you had like Kalamai gear and um, Rakata gear. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe what they're referring to as far as like, you know, Daedric and Dwemer armor, maybe that's almost like kind of like the, the Kalamai and, and Rakata gear. Maybe that in itself is like its own tier. Yeah, what I'm assuming he means is like when he's talking about the whole tier system, like steel would be pretty low grade uh heavy armor, and then you'd go up to the next one, to the next one, and then, you know, uh, Daedric being the highest you can get, basically. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he means by uh, the whole tier system, if they're sticking to that in ESO or not. So, uh, But yeah, they still didn't even seem to answer that question. Uh, but what I also gather is that each specific type of armor, like Daedric, will have a light, medium, and heavy version. At least that's what I gather. Yeah. Maybe. Which would be nice. I would like that. Yeah, traditionally, yeah, because Daedric and Dwemer were heavy armor. Yeah, right. I think it'd be very interesting to see what like light and medium armor types from uh, from Daedric and Dwemer might look like. And just to speculate on that, the Cold Harbor video—if you look at the Daedric that are in that—they seem to be wearing Daedric, but it seems almost like it's a medium version of that. It does not seem like the heavy version at all. Mm. Uh, just a little tidbit there. Oh. Uh, fair enough. What is a social and legal option, or a, <laughs> I can talk. What is the social and legal opinion of slavery in Tamriel during this time period? Uh, it varies uh, by justification. The clans, uh, excuse me, it varies by jurisdiction. 
The clans of the Reach, for example, certainly keep captured enemies as slaves, but they're barbarians. In most civilized realms, slavery is illegal, with the obvious exception being Morrowind. Under the terms of the Ebonheart Pact, the Dark Elves have had to liberate their Argonian slaves, but they still have slaves of other races, the most common of which are Khajiit. This is, yeah, I mean, this is this definitely jives with, I mean, especially if we look at, uh, I mean, even a game, uh, you know, as recent as Skyrim, which is, uh, you know, a thousand years after ESO, it's, I'm really, really glad that they're, you know, obviously they're taking into this, into this account because you can clearly tell that in Skyrim and even a little bit in uh, uh, Oblivion, there's still some pretty high racial tensions in there. So it's, it's, it's definitely one of the more, uh, I guess, uh, serious aspects of Elder Scrolls, I guess. Is sure, this, uh, of the whole tension, the political tensions between all these races. Yeah. All righty. <clears throat> I was waiting for my, my lore nuts to jump in on this one. <laughs> uh, I, I did skip a question, but I'm getting back to it. Thanks, Ivarwin. You're welcome. <laughs> How fast can players travel from keep to keep in Cyrodiil? While I realize that we don't want the traveling to take too long when going from one point of interest to the next, having a significant travel time would still be a good thing. Attrition is a huge concern to keep battles, and one way to enforce... Enforce it is travel time after death. Keeps in Cyrodiil are separated enough to allow a team to gather themselves after a keep defense or capture before an enemy is back on them. On average, it takes about a minute or two to travel from keep to keep within your own alliance territory while mounted. This is variable, of course, depending on the route you take and between alliance territories within Cyrodiil. And I feel like this is, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we, we were discussing something similar to this either, was it last week or the week before? Um, or no, you know what, it may mean on the ESO officers, I don't know, man, everything's blurring together at this point. But I, I know I, I did see some questions come in regarding this, and it's, I'm really glad that they did address it because me being new to uh, the MMO space... Um, you know, I, I'm not I, I'm not really familiar with this mechanic, so I was myself curious about this. So it's pretty cool. I, I definitely like the system that they're uh, describing here. What's very cool. interesting about this is that Kyle uh, just put in our Skype message. It was the All Star thing, I believe. He was wrong too. It was when me and Ivarwin were on Shoddycast. Oh man, all the way back then, <laughs> a whole week. <laughs> <laughs> man, back in the day, two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. <laughs> okay, I just I just remember I, oh, man. Just this gets me for some reason the whole travel time in Cyrodiil. I guess because of the way shrine thing, but that's further on down in another question. I at least like to know that there is some distance though between these keeps, even if it's only two minutes. I still like that people will have to travel. I, uh, I agree. Yeah. Should they die? That's mounted though. Running it, you're probably gonna take you right. five whole minutes. <laughs> I hope there's a mechanic to knock players off their horses too. Oh, that would be awesome. With a long stick to the teeth. <laughs> Other MMOs, if you just get hit, you get demounted usually. Right. Or yeah. taking you know, damage. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, I don't yeah, know. That'd be a nice, if, em, uh, nice animation, though, not just it disappears. Right, right, cool. right. If it's my, dramatic. <laughs> if my Dragon Knight can't chain one of them off their mount, I'm going to be very disappointed. Oh, man, that would be so great. That would be, like, one of the coolest things, dude. <laughs> Over here. <laughs> yeah, and it can't be done, too, because... You know, some of us who play Lord of the Rings online know that if you're on your regular horse 
not on the ones with stable masters. Mobs, other players, they can knock you off your horse. Yeah. So <laughs> the mechanics already out there. They can they can just take it and just borrow it. Hey, you know what? It works. Yeah. Can't get works. It's fun. The, the question, though, is would it feel good or viable in, in ESO's PvP uh, combat system to have that, that mechanic where you get you get knocked off your horse? Sure. Uh, I think I, so. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it would be nice. I think it would be key for uh, specific skills. Kind of like my little uh, fiery chain or fiery reach example. Yeah. I think it would be key in... In uh, in the question they're they're referring to here um, about about keeping or you know taking a, a keep and and the amount of time uh, that you'll have between between deaths in order to to regroup you know if if you're able to uh, while the uh, the other force is trying to retake the keep that you've just taken uh, you're able to meet them out in the field as they're they're mounting up and running towards you and and engage them in combat out there and part of that is is uh, stopping their progression towards you by by pulling them off their horse in, in one way or another, you know, I think that'd be uh, very helpful. Alrighty then. I guess we're going to move on to the next question. Yeah. And so we went to our own question and answered it ourselves. <laughs> With everyone being able to pick up any armor and weapon he likes or she likes, is there a way to guess which abilities and defenses your opponent has in PvP other than watching his spell effects? Mm-hmm. Even though every player can use any armor type, the choice has a huge influence on playstyle, more so than class even. Light armor will allow you to cast many more spells, but at the expense of protection. While it certainly is possible to use light armor and fight on the front line, it will make you a lot less survivable than someone wearing heavy armor. So if you see an enemy in robes, it's a pretty safe bet that he'll be throwing spells at you. That said, many different builds are possible, so figuring out what your enemy is capable of is part of the fun in PvP. You know what, guys? I'm going to just screw with people in PvP and grab my Dragon Knight, who's all, like, dual-wielding mayhem, run around in robes just to confuse the crowd of people. <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, I really... Wow, I wish Dave was here to answer this question as well, because, you know, this kind of question just irks me. You know, this is the, oh my god, I don't know what he is, I'm not going to fight. <laughs> kind of question. And I like their answer. Figuring out, here, what they said, figuring out what your enemy is capable of is part of the fun in PvP. Yeah. So if you don't want to, if you don't want to sit there or figure out, all right, what that person actually doing, if you want to just go in there and start waffle stomping people, wow. <laughs> wow, seriously? Uh, you know, honestly, the, the people asking those questions are just looking for a uh, PvP advantage. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and, and they, they want... Uh, they want an easy sauce way of doing it. Oh, I, I need to tell from 100 meters away what this target is before I go attack it. You know, I've said in the past, if you're that scared, why are you PvP in the first place? <laughs> Lou, it's early in the podcast. Why don't we put Shut a cork up. on the hay for a second? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> That's why I said I'm going to run around in my Dragon Knight in robes, letting all those uh, sneaky sneakies come after me thinking I'm a mage or a healer. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I, I think it's going to get interesting if you're able to have a, a wardrobe you know what I mean, Lou? Oh, don't oh, even get me had- started. Oh, yeah. I'd love an appearance tab to be out there, too. Yeah. So you an appearance tab, and you're, you're wearing heavy armor, but it looks like you're in robes. Yeah, because you know what? That didn't happen in Tor because people cried, I can't tell what he is. Really, you can't tell what a dual-wielding lightsaber person is? 
<laughs> let me let me tell you something, sweetheart. I'm going to go to Saks Fifth Avenue and just buy out page six of the catalog, spring catalog, and just run around Cyrodiil with it. How do how do how about Jesus that? Jesus, Shank. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Someone cork Shank. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, moving on. As someone who loves Elder Scrolls lore, specific uh, Shank and uh, Lou. <laughs> okay, where was I at? Uh, specifically, Dunmar lore. I was wondering what role the tribunal will play on the Ebonheart mm. side, and in general. I know uh, I'll. I'm I'm I, I was going to get it. I was on a roll, man. Will be somewhat prominent, but what about Vivek and Sotha Sil? I would love to see a pro- <laughs> I got this prevalent Sotha since he had basically no role in Morrowind. At the time of ESO's alliance war, Almalexia is handling most of the daily affairs of the tribunal. Vivek and Sotha Sil are occupied with other matters, in quotes, but rest assured, what those matters are will eventually be revealed. Dum dum dum. Tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was pretty self-explanatory. Sure. <clears throat> Are we going to encounter Dragonborns in ESO or learn shouts ourselves? No. <laughs> <laughs> the line of Remen Cyrodiil of the Second Empire was certainly Dragonborn, but they died out at the end of the First Era. And between then and the date of ESO, no legitimate, in quotes, Dragonborn has been confirmed by being able to light the dragon fires in the Imperial City. As for the Shouts, i.e. Thooms, at the time of ESO, they are considered a legend out of the distant past. See, I win. There you go. I hate this question. I hate it. <laughs> well, you know, I, this is this is the kind of thing where, you know, would it be awesome to have in the game? Sure, but does the lore support it? Absolutely not. So. Okay. Exactly. I was going to say consistency, man. Yeah. You go around uh, Cerdo shouting Fusroda or whatever, and they're going to be looking at you pretty funny. Mm. <laughs> what do you think, Kyle? You think they, they should have put it in anyway? Heck no, and I'm just so tired of this question because I get asked it like every other day. High five, Kyle. Are there going to be shouts in the game? No, there's no shouts in the game. I've already said that in three different videos. No, it's not in there. I'm sorry. No Dragonborns. After another 250 years or something when uh, Talos comes into the picture. Wow. Good man. Very good. The aliens are said to have at one point controlled the entirety of what is now the Imperial Providence of Cyrodiil. Does that mean we are only going to see see alien ruins in Cyrodiil or in other provinces like High Rock or Valenwood? I already answered this question five times. By aliens were considerably, excuse me, the aliens were considerably more widespread than in just the province of Cyrodiil. At the height of their civilization, they were spread across Tamriel from High Rock to Black Marsh. And though their ruins are most frequently encountered in Cyrodiil, you might find one in any province in Skyrim, Morrowind, and Somerset. Outside Cyrodiil, they are most common in Valenwood, because after the slave revolt of St. Alessia, the Aliads who fled Cyrodiil largely took refuge among the Wood Elves of the South. Yeah, and that is why the Wood Elves are one of the reasons, I guess, the Wood Elves are my favorite race. <laughs> do, we have any, um, do we have any reaction from, from some of our lore guys here? 
That's what I was uh, yeah. getting ready to say before I realized my mic was muted. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that question is pretty self-explanatory. Yes, uh, because <laughs> people have to remember uh, the Mer people were the first to settle. Nern, Tanriel, hey. all right, yep. not 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 the men. Okay, uh, several episodes ago when I talked about the return, remember it wasn't until Isgrimor came with his group fleeing at Mora that men actually began to occupy. Uh, you know, that part of Nern, Tamriel, okay? Other than that, you saw just mer people, okay? Whether they were Altmer, Bosma, what have you, they were all there first, the original inhabitants of the land. Men are the actual invaders who took it over and then became the problem, you know, prevalent and predominant force or race in Tamriel, okay? So, yes, you expect to see a lot of ruins that aren't mortal, that aren't from men. It's going to be elf ruins, <laughs> And I, I had a question, uh, Lou, since uh, and uh, Joe, since you guys have played, uh, I guess, the older games like Arena and Daggerfall as well. Um, I personally, I'm not sure what era they take place in, but are they far back enough where you can, um, where the aliens existed, or is that is that or is that just like way too far back no, for those games? I yeah, believe Elf Scrolls Online is is older than those are. Yeah. Oh, really? Lord, yeah, so. they're not that. They don't go that far back. Oh, uh, okay, okay, yeah. I'm making a sad face right now. Well, uh, well, while Shane makes a sad face, we're going to move on to the next question. Will there be some puzzles that requires us to move around blocks to open up something? Will there be puzzles at all? Absolutely! And there you go. <laughs> Alright, we got a big one next. How is crowd control going to be applied in massive PvPs? I.e., how often am I going to get pulled slash knocked down slash staggered slash rooted slash knocked away and slash many more are there any crowd control immunities wow i can't believe they actually answered this question did we ask them this a long time ago pax east and we gave them the answer (laughs) (laughs) and they answer coordinating crowd control and immunity certainly is a big part of the strategy in massive pvp battles There are many different types of crowd control, including all the ones you mentioned, as well as a variety of ways to cope with them. Here are some examples in no particular order. 1. The heavy armor skill includes an ability called Immovable. That costs stamina and makes you immune to stuns and knockbacks and staggers for 8 seconds. 2. The CC Breaker, Crowd Control Breaker, is a core mechanic available to all players. So everyone here has the ability to to break some sort of crowd control skill or spell on them. Uh, if you're currently affected by crowd control ability, you can tap both mouse buttons to break out of it and become immune for 8 seconds. This costs quite a bit of stamina, however, so it's something you want to do at the right time. And 3. A PvP-specific ability allows you to remove negative effects, including crowd control, from nearby allies. And many more. I love this because this this adds something to um, MMOs that's not really too common. It's called strategy. Mm. Mm. Uh, comments, gentlemen. I like that. <laughs> Can I be the noob here? I'm. I will be the noob here. Um, <laughs> what? What crowd control? Like, is is that so? Basically, Shank. What happens is. Um, you know, you, uh, you're running out there, you're about to engage, you know, some kind of character across the field, and, you know, he casts a spell, 
And all of a sudden, these vines come out of the ground and wrap around your ankles that hold you there at that place. That's called a crowd control ability. It's uh, your, okay. Is your, it only for PvP? No. No. Okay. It's in PvP. It's in. It's a dominant thing in PvE as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can be walking down Cyrodiil picking flowers, and all of a sudden, you get your your hamstrings cut. <gasps> CC. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, you know, you you hit your shield. You hit you, you use your shield to hit somebody in the head and it stuns them and you use that opportunity to just you know kind of back up and and recoordinate or run away. It's a are are these is correct. is this kind of stuff in uh, like because I'm just remembering back to like Skyrim you can place like runes and like stun spells yeah. and stuff on the same ground. Thing. Is, that, is that the same thing? Oh, same okay, thing. Okay, okay, okay. Absolutely, yeah. Kyle, what do you think about this? Yeah, I'm I'm still a little worried about there being too many CCs in this game. Normally, I wouldn't worry about something like that, but because the majority of our damage dealing is going to be done with our actual weapons, and then the rest of our skill bar is going to be uh, mostly like utility skills, including CCs, we're going to be seeing a lot more of those used in this game. And yes, there are some things uh, that can help you break out of those, but only usually only like one or two, and then you're out of stamina, or like the heavy armor thing that's only for eight seconds, and then you're still probably going to be a little screwed, so... Yeah. I'm just a little worried about the amount of CCs in this game. You know, I, I have to say, I think you're you're 100% right with, with that concern. And I I hope that eventually, whenever they start deciding to, to do uh, PvP beta testing, that um, if that does exist, that the beta testers out there will, will answer up and say, like, you know, this seems to be too much, you know, crowd control or maybe not enough or... You know, so I, and I hope they they get to that early in the uh, in the beta testing cycle. This way, if there are any issues, they have time to sort of readjust. Yeah, I would hope they also start plugging in uh, diminishing returns into that as well. Yeah, because nothing, you know, nothing beats being able to, you know, use your CCs with impunity. Yeah, it may cost stamina, it may cost what what have you, but to be able to constantly cycle through it, you know, and affect a target. You know the same target at time. You know that that's going to be a problem. Um, now well, I can understand if people team up and cycle through their CCs. Saying, all right, you know what, your Barwins fail, but you know what, I still have mine. I'm going to use it, and mine lands. That I can see happening. But you know, being constantly stunned by the same person and not having DRs or diminishing returns attached to it at some point during a fight, yeah, that's going to be a problem. I don't see diminishing yeah. returns even being a necessity whatsoever. Um, the reason is is they already have a, a built-in diminishing return type mechanic called stamina. Every CC you you use requires a substantial amount of it, as well as breaking it requires an amount of it. So it's more of a strategy-based gameplay there. You have to either use your stamina to create crowd control, break from it, and it probably won't be regening very fast, in my, as far as I can tell. As far as we know, anyway. Yeah, I'm just thinking along the lines of a, a large battle, which is what they're trying to do, is allow these large, epic PvP battles. I'm just seeing so many CCs being thrown around. Hopefully people are going to concentrate more on their AoE damage than they are their CCs, but, I mean, you never know. Yeah, and Joe, I, I hope you're right with that, because diminishing returns is a concept that's you know really really hard to, to kind of grasp and, and, and put, you know, it's a figure out per game. Yeah. Um, and sort of like a, a diminishing resource, you know, as you were saying, like using stamina or maybe like uh, Magicka, that's a far more, you know, easy to, to figure out because it's right there in front of you. You can see the resource going down as you use the spell. In every one of these questionnaires that we've talked about on the show that they've, they've brought up any kind of CC or crowd control mechanic, it's always been stamina, 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 stamina. 
And the yeah. last one we did that was PvP based, they, they said basically crowd control require a large amount of it. So yeah, that's just my opinion. Right. Well, and, I, and also, you know, what, what Kyle says is true as well that you know you have players who actually focus on uh, throwing out the killing abilities as opposed to the CCs, which as far as I, I've seen from the uh, the gameplay of PAX East doesn't do any damage. It's just strictly crowd control. It doesn't do a, a root and it does a dot or damage over time. No, it's just a simple, it's going to hold the player in place. So unless you're throwing out the actual damage spells or damage abilities, it's not going to do jack, which again, it's going to be useless if they're still up there and alive. Yeah. Eight seconds later, they're still able to move. I'm, I'm just going to pick Flowers and Cyrodiil. <laughs> <laughs> you do that, Shank. How, how exactly does the supply line system work? Keeps are linked together in a travel network. And you can travel from keep to keep under certain conditions. Oh, that's that's very interesting right there. Under certain conditions, they're saying. Uh, if the keep is not flagged as under attack, and at least one of the resources is owned by your alliance, you can travel to that keep. Okay. Uh, this also applies when trying to leave a keep you're currently inside. If the keep you're in is being assaulted or has lost all the resource structures around it, you cannot fast travel out of it via the supply line network. Ooh, I love this answer. answer ever. I <laughs> love that. Yeah. Yes. I smell old DLEC <laughs> mechanics in there. <laughs> what, 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 what were we talking about earlier? Oh, yeah, strategy. Yeah. <laughs> now, See, uh, this he- go ahead, Kyle. Okay, um, this here just is telling me that almost no one is going to actually be in the keep <laughs> defending it. They're all going to be outside defending the resources because they are the most important thing. And they'll actually help keep the keep up itself because it helps repair the walls. It keeps the guards, the NPC guards in it uh, stronger and stuff like that, as well as allowing more reinforcements, actual players to then port in there using the way shrine. I can while definitely... you have a resource available. Sorry, Kyle. You got a very good no, point no, there. Good. That's actually a, a critical point to it. I think this is where a lot of strategy is going to really play out to big group environment. Yeah. If you're, like, say we're leading, we're in the our, our Elseworld Off the Record guild, and we're in Cyrodiil doing PvP, we can have our massive group and have some people staying back in the keep to defend against the sneaky sneakies trying to get in there. Well, we have different battalions stationed at different resources defending those. Or same way for attacking, doing strategic strike points at different areas to try to take a keep. <clears throat> I like it. Yeah, yeah, man. Save the people last. Take the resources first. Starve yeah. them out. Sounds like it'll definitely work for sure. Especially with our huge alliance. Uh, books have always held an important place in the lore of the Elder Scrolls, and those that increase skills are my favorite. Well, naturally. Will we be able to find these two types of books in ESO? Will there be a sequel to the Lusty Argonian Maid? Yeah, there was volume two already in the game. <laughs> uh, the current plan is to have both those kinds of books in ESO, and plenty of them. We have new lore books by the Scod, and old favorites from previous test games, including both volumes of The Lusty Argonian Maid. <laughs> Thanks. Favorite books. Now, before I say something, I, I am I, I must I I would be uh, it would behoove me to mention <laughs> the lusty Argonian made videos that Shoddycast created. <laughs> I, it was yeah. so funny, man. I mean, those videos like almost convinced me to play as an Argonian just because it was ridiculous. That was like 
Uh, they're going to have the. I uh, ended up doing both voices for that, which was <laughs> really? more hilarious to me. <laughs> I'm talking to myself. I'm hitting on myself. <laughs> they're going to even have the sequels to the Lusty Argonian series called the Purring Khajiit. Wow. <laughs> All right, guys. That was it for this round of questionnaires. And we're going to get right into an MP3 call from a listener by the name of Colin. Hey, Elder Scrolls off the record. Colin here. I wanted to address something that Lou had talked about in his Skyrim gameplay in your last episode. He had talked about the generals in the Imperial and Stormcloak camps when you attack them not dying. And I'm not sure if he, you know or not, but those guys are actually not quest givers. Um, the actual quest givers, when you go to those camps for doing either quest line is the main guys, either Ulfrix or Tullius, it's their lieutenants. So, I actually have a mod that lets me kill those generals along with the rest of their troops, and it works just fine. I've never had any issues with uh, it messing up a quest line or anything like that. So, just a heads up, um, and there are, I believe, like the Skyrim Workshop and stuff on Steam has a lot of those types of mods. The second thing I wanted to bring up was also in Lou's uh, story, uh, not story, in his game time. Um, he talked about killing Balgriff's wizard in Whiterun for the Dark Brotherhood. Now, I don't know if he's been playing a different Dark Brotherhood for the past two years, but I do not remember that contract. Um, I know you can kill him while doing the Ebony Blade quest, uh, when you need the key to get into the basement door, or basement door that has the ebony blade behind it, you can kill him then, sneakily, and take the key from him. But I don't remember there being a Dark Brotherhood contract for him. Um, just wondering maybe if maybe he's got a modded version of the Dark Brotherhood, or maybe he just got confused. But all in all, just a couple questions about his gameplay. Talk to you guys later. All right, we're right, Lou. Do you have a response to that? Yes, uh, the first one about the <laughs> Lou's like. The, Let me just pull out my list. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually good. Uh, good, good point from him. Uh, the first part, I understand where he's coming from as well, but understand my part of the my issue with this is that it shouldn't have to resort to using a mod to make that happen. If they when they originally designed the Civil War quest lines, okay, for both sides. Yes, we all understand that at the very last minute you can betray and join that other faction you were previously fighting against. However, if they really wanted to tout the fact that this game is really your own experience, you dictate what happens, your choices do matter, then accept the fact that when you went to clear those Stormcloak camps since I'm Imperial, okay, yeah, if I switch at the very last minute, oops, again. Okay, I made, it, I made a conscious decision in my gameplay days ago, weeks ago, months ago, what have you, and now that I switched to the other side, oh well, you know what? I cut myself off because this that's the choice I made back then, and now I am paying the consequences for it. And that, that's one thing that irks me is that you ask us to make these decisions in the game. Well, okay, I want them to have consequences and make me feel it. If I rage quit, oh well, that's just me. But realize you gave me a choice. This is my choice. Make it matter. So again, give me the option when I kill everyone in that camp, allow me to kill the leaders of that camp. 
everyone's got to die. Plain and simple. If they're actually not handing out quests, then why the hell do I not? You know, why am I not allowed to kill them? I bring them down to a sliver of health, and all of a sudden they're they're regenerating. Come on, <laughs> that was a major oversight. Someone should have fixed that. Realize, you know what? Someone should have stepped in and said, "Yes, if the player makes that decision, that's it." Uh, only way to get around that: go back to your previous save. But you know what? Make the make the player feel the impact of that decision. All righty. I- and the second part, yes, I was confused. I actually was in in uh, Dragon's Reach trying to figure out how the hell to start the Ebony Blade quest <laughs> while I'm toiling around in the uh, the main room while I was on another Dark Brother contract. Um, what was I trying to do? Meet a contact in there. So, yeah, I got those confused. Thanks for the heads up on that. I'm looking forward to killing him anyway because I hate that sanctimonious <laughs> prick. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Shank, it's your turn to go into your gameplay. Sweet. So, dudes, I... Uh, Killed the first dragon for the main quest. Uh, cool, I guess. Sort of. No. Okay, I'm moving on. Um, so <laughs> basically, I had a lot of loot uh, just walking around this this massive, glorious world that is uh, Skyrim. Um, I realized, dudes, I gotta I gotta drop off my ish at uh, my house. So I walked. <laughs> <laughs> hey dude, give me the give me that quest and I'll get you your golden claw. <laughs> Yo, that's what I did, totally. man. He was like <laughs> And then peace out to the mountain. Yeah. I did. I totally peace. <laughs> so as I was like parkouring my way over to Dragonfall's Manor, which uh by the way, this is a mod from the Nexus workshop. It's amazing. It's my absolute favorite player house mod. It's got a bunch of stuff. Uh definitely go check it out. But uh What's it I- called? Dragonfall's Manor, and you can see it on either the Nexus or uh, Steam Workshop. Check it out. I'm sure many of you have it, but it's amazing. There's your mod of the week, guys, and we'll have more on that later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And one of the cool things is in in the basement of this mod, uh, or sorry, in this house, there's an entire section that has... You know, you, there's like mannequins where you can put your armor, and there's just tons of weapon racks and weapon plaques that you can mount your weapons on there, as well as like full smithing abilities, which is just amazing. Um, so I basically I put all my Banff weapons on those racks because they just they just looked sick. They were like a, a bunch of like enchanted weapons uh, that I just got off of random drops. And Balgriff actually gave me this like war axe or the you know the two handed axe, and it did soul trap. And I was like, dude, I can't nice. sell this. I need to like put this proudly in my house. So it's yeah. it's it's in my house, man. It just looks sick. Um, I don't know if you guys do that, but I'm I'm, I'm sure you guys do. Just spend yeah. like hours. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool. I don't know that's, why. That's actually how I found out about um, Meridia's Beacon uh, way back when we we first started playing Skyrim and doing the show. Joe was live streaming it. I think it's. This is some point like back in January, February, you know, when we liked Liz and she was uh, talking to us often on these, these, uh, <laughs> in 2000, wow. <laughs> yeah, in 2012. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> Liz is in the chat room, so I got to harass her a little bit. Yeah. Joe, cool. I-, I was watching Joe's live stream and he was like, yeah, man, check this out. And it was like this big glowing sort of like, you know, paladin, awesome goodness. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I have to have it. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just like, yeah, man, it's Meridius Beacon. And he actually remembered how he said it, too. Yeah, just like that. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, we all do. I know Joe does it. I do it. We always hang up our awesome weapons. Oh, 
It's it's like for me though, like it goes beyond just you know displaying my weapons and wares. It's like literally, did I find a cool book? Okay, I'm gonna walk to my house and like put it. I'm going to physically place it on my bookshelf. Like I don't know, I, I should have my own like Skyrim HGTV oh, show. That'd be pretty cool. That's just bordering. That's bordering Skyrim OCD. Hey, I'm not obsessed. I can stop when I want. I just don't want to. <laughs> That's so, like alcoholic say. <laughs> so I, uh, what I did was basically I so I took this uh, I put all my stuff in my house and then I uh, continued walking to Riften uh, for the Thieves Guild and I realized that I had talked to Aventus Aretino to uh, kill um, the kind woman. Mm, Grelid. Um, and I think it's a kind of a tradition on this show. Joe, correct me if I'm wrong. To uh, to find a way to. Um, Eliminate her in a creative sort of way, and then we have to tell, talk to Joe about it on the show. Exactly, yes. right? It's so Joe's nodding his head. <laughs> <laughs> so what I did was I, 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 first of all, I have a pretty sweet bow. It's an elven bow, and I have awesome elven arrows because I'm sort of like a lower to mid level character at this point. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? What? How can I, you know, kill her? So I, I realized I had a lot of poisons in my. Um, inventory so i tried to pickpocket her and place the poison but unfortunately my pickpocket skill was like really low so which means that the the percentage chance that i had to like actually place the item was also equally low and i kept getting caught so i was like whatever screw this so then i just walked to the other side of the room crouched down i took out my bow i aimed and i shot her square in the wedding vegetables it was totally awesome i'm sorry the the what the wedding vegetables. The wedding vegetables? Yeah, you know, like... Twigs and berries. Yeah, twigs and berries. Oh. <laughs> Meat and two veg. I like... <laughs> a wedding vegetable. Who says it like that? Apparently <laughs> Shank I, does. Am I out of the loop or... <laughs> I've never even thing? heard that. Seems like the cucumber on the couch. Brian! I heard... <laughs> I heard... <laughs> Stewie, I heard. <laughs> So, you know, she laid lying, she just laid there dead and all the kids uh, were like no. getting, yay, she's dead. And I was laughing so hard on my couch. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so no. I, I totally killed her. Um, and then I uh, went to the Thieves Guild and got the quest to uh, go speak to Gollum I, who uh, eventually becomes your fence up in uh, Solitude. And I was like, sweet. So then... From the Thieves Guild, I walked all the way to Solitude, and this took me, I timed it. I made sure to time it. It took me real time, two and a half hours, which was quite possibly amazing because I completely, I think it was Lou last week was talking about how he was playing and he just totally lost track of time um, oh, when yeah. he was just walking. Around. Yeah, and that, that happens to me so much in this game. So I totally lost track of time. But uh, yeah, when I looked up, it was two and a half hours later, which was awesome. So, you know, I did that quest for him where you kind of have to tail him, and I got the larceny target for the Thieves Guild, which, even though the game has been out for a year and a half, I will not ruin it for you, for those of you who don't know what the larceny targets are, nor where to find them, because they're really cool. Um, They're just sort of little, I guess, extra prizes for the Thieves Guild you can do. Um, Got that, and then I, uh, I found a little camp outside of Solitude, and I passed out. Totally woke up in the uh, the abandoned shack with um, Astrid talking to me, and she was like, "Yo, you uh, t- sort of stole this contract from us, dude. You gotta like kill one of these dudes." Did you shoot her in the wedding vegetables? I, why? She's hot. 
did you tell her did you tell her to give you the quest and you get her claw for her? <laughs> this this is going to be like this golden claw is going to be like my it's, Evarwin's Nord girl. It's a thing for me now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me have the quest and then I'll get you that claw. <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 Joe. I, this was especially for you. I, I made I made a, a point to look at her for a while in that Dova floss. Mm. Oh, good man. If good she man. was if she was president, I'm telling you, she'd be Abraham Lincoln. So, Kyle, I, if you want to tell us to, that you have to go at any time. Kyle. <laughs> I, I was looking at my watch. <laughs> <laughs> so she was like, "Yo, we have this sanctuary down in Fall Creek. You got to walk down there, or like meet us there." So I was like, "Sweet, dude." So I walked from. Um, basically from from the abandoned shack all the way to Falkreath and I'm in the sanctuary currently but I I realized after I finished my playthrough for this week that looking at just like my walking around I literally walked around the circumference of the map more or less which just blew my mind considering how little I actually did wow (laughs) you know Shank you just officially uh, highly dramatized a very small portion of questing that we've all done about a thousand times over well done. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what? At this point, like, who hasn't done these quests? You know what I mean? So I, I got to color it up and uh, talk about <laughs> that was the claw. Awesome. You know, since we've since Greylog the Kind is kind of our our QGN punching bag. <laughs> yeah, she is. We need to have like our our, our listeners tell us what um, who has who's done the best kill from the Elder Scrolls Off Record kill or crew. That's a good idea. That is a really good idea. Joe, why don't we make a contest out of it? You want to do that? Why not? Just have people like, I don't know, do you want to do like a screenshot thing or or a story? Hmm. How about a story combined with a screenshot? Yeah, like a backstory? That'd be cool, man. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll, uh, we'll pull the details together this week, you and I, Varwin. And uh, we'll come up with something and, and talk about it on the show next week. How about that? Yeah, sounds good. And then maybe what we'll do is give away like a pair of tweaked audio headphones or, or maybe like a, I don't know, like a $20 Steam card. Yeah, definitely. Something like that? Yeah, I think that's a cool idea. All right. Can but, I enter since I'm not, you know, really a part of the show? No, you are part of the show. <laughs> Can I please? Uh, we'll talk about that. All right. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take our first phone call, Mr. Varwin. Yeah. Uh, so I guess what I should do is I should uh, just let people know I'm typing in the phone number um, of our our show here. And uh, just give us a call. And uh, you could uh, give us a question or something you want to talk about real quick. And then we'll uh, discuss it on air with you. So here we go. While we're waiting for a phone call, I guess I can get into my very, very short play this week, guys. <laughs> I love your notes, Joe. <laughs> I got into oblivion. I got owned in a cave repeatedly, then gave up. Uh, Skyrim all was right in the world again until it crashed. Um, then it crashed again and again and again and again. Well, you get the picture. I was doing that question I talked about last week, and you have to go into a pirate or a, um, not a pirate. I wish it was pirate filled, but a vampire filled tomb and find evidence of this dude that you suspect might be a vampire. I got in there and quickly realized I was outmatched, and even the skeletons were gunning me down. 
I know that feeling. <laughs> I brought in like 60 arrows and took out one skeleton with all 60. So I figured it was time that I should not be there. So I gave up, and I'm going to go back to that later. Went into Skyrim. I'm all excited. I want to play my, my mage guy again. He's out in... Um, He's doing the Dragonborn area, and he's getting ready to... He's all powerful, and I'm like, yeah, let's get it on. Loads up, and I can load my character, and as soon as he gets in, into the... Oh, hold on a second, Joe. We got our first oh. caller here. Uh, hey, you're live on the air with Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Who's this? This is uh, Shaolin. Sha- Shaolin? Shaolin Kintai, yeah. What's up, dude? What do you got for us? Well, um, actually, a couple of things. Well, uh... I remember that uh, about two weeks ago they were talking about on the developer question of the week. They were asking uh, what's your favorite Deja Daedric God. So I was kind of wondering what y'all thought as far as favorite Daedric item. Because for me that's far more interesting than the Daedric themselves. I usually RP as a person who doesn't like the Daedric except for Meridia due to her not liking zombies. But kind of like you Ivarwa, but um that's cool I was wondering about that and um so your, then, your first question is what what kind of Daedric item is our favorite favorite Daedric item any Elder Scrolls alright you guys want to answer that real quick Joe yeah the Go bow ahead. that doesn't exist what the heck <laughs> <laughs> uh no the creepy katana that you get from that creepy kid who is psychotic in, I believe, Whiterun? Oh, the Ebony Blade. The Ebony Blade. The Ebony Blade. Nice. This is just a weird story getting it. And the fact what you about you, Shank? Dude, for me, for me, it's pretty easy. Wabajack. Wabajack. How about you, Lou? Ooh, it's a tie. Because I do love the Wabajack. But I also love Dawnbreaker. Come on now. Mm. <laughs> the effects that weapon has whenever you use it properly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I would I would have to agree. That's that's my favorite. What about you, Kyle? Um, well, I enjoy enchanting, so I've always like the first Daedric weapon I've gone for is Molag Ball's uh, hammer thing Mace. with Soul Trap. Mace of Molag Ball. That. Nice. Well, thanks for the call, man. Thank you. Very cool. Oh, I really like this whole feature. Yeah, it's 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 pretty sweet, dude. Yeah. We'll uh we'll call for another call in a little bit, guys. Uh, let me finish up what I was talking about here. Yeah, sure. my game crashed. And that's it. All right. <laughs> I cannot figure out what is the deal. I tried for two hours. I'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> I missed this guy. Quick question. Did you look at the... I'm guessing you went through like the whole mod thing and like... Yeah. See, the thing is, is I did that whole spiel a couple weeks back where I was doing all this fancy modding to make my girl like ultra hot and all that. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those. I've disabled practically all of them except for one that I just do not want to disable. Oh, dude. No, no. You got to keep it. You No matter what, you got to keep that, man. Yeah, I know. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out at some point. <laughs> the Dova Floss is a staple on the show now. I mean, if you get rid of that. Yeah. Totally. And the body mod that I'm using now, I mean... It's like we have no identity without it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. your Dova Floss, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, another MP3 call that came in from Cami. Oh, apparently it's in the wrong format. Hang on. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's another thing, guys. Um, if you're going to send us... If you're going to send us a call, just make sure it's um, in uh, either Wave or, or MP3. All right, here we go with the call. Hello, Elder Scrolls off the record. Um, Cami L here, you know, the one from Scotland. Um, 
just a warning, if you can't understand me, don't put me on a podcast. I don't want folk kind of going, I can't understand him because he's Scottish. Because, um, yeah, I don't think that's worth it. Um, so yeah, go through this. If you can't understand me, don't put it on a podcast. Just saying. So, what I'm here to ask you is, what would you think would be a good next step for Elder Scrolls 6? Because I would love to go to the Somerset Isles where the High Elves come from because it says in one of the loading screens that it's a, an island shrouded in mystery or something like that. So I reckon that would be an excellent place to go to because you've got, there's not a lot descripted about, oh, descripted, that's a word. There's not a lot described about it. It's, they can, they've got um, a lot of free, free will of that. I, I don't know. I just reckon that would be all right, well, I'm going to cut him short because it gets kind of rambly there. But I think the question is pretty simple. What do we want to see as the next area for Elder Scrolls Six? correct? Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. it sounded like he was he was trying to ask us. So uh, what's your answer, gentlemen? What would you like to see? Uh, Akavir. Akavir, that's a good one. Yvarlin? Yeah. That's a tough one. Somerset Isles. You know what? For me, it's got to be Valenwood just because... His traditionally like Valenwood. First of all, it's got my favorite race, the Bosmer. But secondly, I mean, it's if you just look at the geography and the landscape, it's just a massive forest, and I love walking around forests and picking flowers. So yeah, I think uh, the next Elder Scrolls Hello Train is going to take place in a dungeon. Gee, <laughs> <Giant laughs> so either breaking out of a keep or being. Sh- See, breaking out of a jail cell. Okay, that keeps some tradition. <laughs> Except now we're, we're somewhere the, something the size of Lambrithian, but something the size of Skyrim. <laughs> oh my god, dude. I'm surprised Sorry. no one said elsewhere yet. Nee. Why would I want to sand? I've got, a, I've got a mod for that, so I don't really need a whole new game. Oh, okay. as long Moon as path you, to elsewhere? Is that what you got? As long as you yeah. turn off the volume, that's a pretty good mod. Uh, hold on a second. We got a call coming in from from uh, good old Martin. Good old Martin. Hey, Martin, how you doing? You're live on ESOTR. What's up? Hey, Varwin. Um, one thing I thought of that um, from last week. Have any of you guys run across in Solstein the Death Brand armor? Oh, Death yes. Death Brand armor. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Yes, I have, and I actually have a few pieces of it. I was looking at it in, I think it was just last week. I have it in my. Uh, my house that I, I robbed and then regained. <laughs> I heard and, you mentioning that. <laughs> and frankly, I don't remember where I got it. I think I managed to scoop up a couple of the uh, pieces for that as well. I, I forget, you know, which pieces it, it was. Um, was that from the pirate question? What's that? The pirate question. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't remember. I mean, it's been a while and I haven't been in Solstheim for, for a while. So I kind of yeah put, the dig sites. It's the pirate quest chain hmm. where I okay. got my my two awesome epic sexy swords from. Is that the one where you gotta you gotta pay the guy you know a certain amount of money? No, it's a a it's the one where you have to be at least level thirty four to get I think something like that. And it's uh thirty six. Thanks. And there's a hidden treasure chest that the pirates were burying all over Solstein. You have to go in and loot. At the end of it, you have to take on the undead captain, I believe. And once you kill him, you get two really sexy weapons, which I'm now dual wielding. Yeah, that's exactly right, Chip. What, what about you, Martin? Did you get? Uh, did you get a whole bunch of those? You got the whole set. I got all four pieces of armor. I'm not gonna, you know, in, in the words of River Phoenix, spoilers. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but um, it's pretty powerful when you get all the pieces together, and especially if you got your ebony crafting up and decide you want to uh, increase it with some stall rim. You know, you can make some pretty powerful stuff. My favorite piece is the fact with the helmet that you can do water breathing. So it's like, why be an Argonian when you got yeah. a helmet that'll do it for you? That's. Uh, I think that's the piece that I have is the because uh, I remember the water breathing. Um, Enchant, and I, I think that's the one piece that I have. I have one or two. I'm not sure which. Uh, what about you, Shank? You got any of these things? Let's see. In my brief encounter in Solstheim, I got owned. So no, Kyle. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no! I like just stepped foot uh, on that island like two days ago. So yeah, yeah. I haven't gotten that far yet. What about and you, Lou? I probably have, but I haven't been on my assassin for so long. Mm. I don't remember what she has on her. So I probably have a. Uh, Probably have done it because she's level forty nine. I am challenging my co-host to get this quest finished by next week. It's oh worth my it. It is that worth is it. Literally not going to happen. It's <laughs> worth it. Knights of the Nine, Joe. Knights of the Nine. <laughs> uh, uh, you guys got to do it, man. I'm saying it's one of my favorite quests in the game. Can do it. Thanks a lot for your call, Martin. No problem, guys. Yep. Good talking to you too. Take care. Martin's a good guy. Very vocal with our community. He's a He's really a awesome dude. He's been uh, playing on my Minecraft server lately, too. Keeps to himself, though. All right. I was going to say Dave, but I realize it's Kyle filling in. So, uh, Kyle, you're up, man. Tell us about your gameplay while not being muted. Yeah, that might help. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's All red time, headphones are staring at him. I know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I finally got dragonborn i know people have been yelling at me why have you not had this this whole time but i'm just not a big dlc kind of person um but i did get this mainly because i had to take pictures uh, for our upcoming lore video on the dunmer so yeah i i made that my excuse to go ahead and play this um and it's been great uh, my first experience was just arriving on the boat i'm like hey this is just like the beginning of skyrim except i can't move um so yeah that was interesting um right away people did not like me so that was kind of a mean but you know that's that's the skyrim way um but yeah i still i i played it for about four or five hours and i still cannot find the main story quest i have no clue where it is where i'm supposed to get it from uh maybe the counselor guy i'm not sure but don't really care because i just started striking out you know going on my own see what i find and uh well first off i found that earth stone because it was glowing and it attracted my attention. So I went over there and started clicking on it, and I kept, you know, it warps you to wherever, and you start working because he takes over your mind or what have you. Um, but I kept doing it because I'm like, oh, well, he keeps talking to me. Maybe he'll say something different this time. Uh, he never does. But so, yeah, I kept on going around, um, got owned a few times, but was having a good time. Um, came across, uh, what was it, Skull Village, Scale, something like that. Um, with a bunch of like Nord type guys, uh, no one would talk to me. So I'm like, "What the heck's going on?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> I found out later that I had to kind of you know release those people or what have you. Um, so that took a while to figure out. Um, yeah, I had to actually look up Wiki. I'm like, "What is this bend will thing? Who's will and why do I have to bend him over?" And yeah, I'm, I wasn't oh sure what that that whole thing was. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's getting a little out of hand. She oh a little my. bit. <laughs> But I also found out that uh, Reeklings are no joke. No, they're I, not. I was going in a cave, first of all, and I was having no problem taking out like three at a time or whatever. But when I went to, uh, what is it, Thrisk, 
and went to their main hall and was starting to fight some of these guys. I didn't realize there was 19 of those things in there, so they kind of owned me instantly. Um, I'm only like level 31, I think. Uh, destruction slash conjuration mage, so it, it didn't last very long. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it. Oh, also a bunch of big mushrooms. That was cool to see. Yeah, the big mushrooms are pretty hot. <laughs> now, I have a question for you, dude. Um, have you played Morrowind or just Oblivion? I played Morrowind for about six hours. Okay, cool. What did you, my question, because I remember, Avarwin, uh, you, you brought this up and I totally agreed with you when we first got Dragonborn was the music in Dragonborn. Yeah. How, 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 did, you, uh, how did you like it, man? Um, I'm not really sure what is part of that uh, DSC or what is part of my mods that I have that also introduce other music from different genres. So not really sure. But, I mean, the actual atmosphere of uh, Stalrum or whatever it's called uh, is actually really close to Morrowind to me. Very dark, gloomy, yeah. mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, we got another Coley here. Hi, you're live on the air with ESOTR. Who's this? Hey, it's Mara. Hey, Mara, not Mara. How are you? Hey, he remembered. How are you? Mm. I'm great now that I said your name correctly this this week. Yeah, it took a little while, didn't it? Yeah, well, you know, I'm an idiot, so. (laughs) I don't don't say that. All right, so I got a question for you guys. Um, It's interesting that ESO is in the past because one of the problems I've thought up is that they'll eventually catch up won't they? So I'm wondering how you think the guys uh, at DOS are going to handle that. What? What's What's the question? Like, um, since ESO is in the past, mm-hmm. if enough years pass by, aren't they going to catch up to the events of Morrowind or Arena? Oh. You know what? I thought about that, and it's, it's early enough in the second era where I don't think that's going to happen. I believe it's 600 years behind any other game, or that like four or five hundred years, something like that. Yeah, the real the real big event that you have to now, Lou, double check me on this. Um, the real big event that you've got to worry about is the um, the creation of the Septim Dynasty towards the end, which basically I think closes out the second era. Or yes, that they'll close out yeah. the second era. That starts the third era. Yeah, that's um, when Elseworlds Online Two happens. So you think they're going to have like a big event at the end where where Septim just takes everything over or something? I think. Uh, 15 to 20 years down the road when they say, okay, it's time to close the servers to Elder Scrolls Online um, and we're going to create Elder Scrolls Online 2, I think uh, a great starting point would be the Septim Dynasty. I think that, that would be really cool. That would be pretty... I mean, I'm sure Elder Scrolls Online 2 would be up way before then, but you know, the fact is is that there's there's so... When you have creative writers like this who who know where the lore is and you have such a huge you know, uh, uh, spread of time, you can do almost anything. I mean, they can literally make uh, uh, one of our years a game, an in-game year, and you'll be fine. And as, as long as the game goes, you know, 600-plus years, you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe they'll survive that long, right? <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, thanks for the call, Mara. Thank you for having me, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We'll take one more car call a little bit later in the show. Yeah, uh, we're gonna get some, through some other stuff first. Kyle, do you have anything else you want to say, buddy? Uh, besides getting owned, um, clicking on an <laughs> Earth Stone fifteen times, realizing it doesn't do anything differently, 
Um, finding a guy named Will and bending him over. Yeah, that's about it. Wow. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a, an email really quick from um, Crabsy. And I'm going to let uh, Shank read this one. Oh, oh yes. Oh, boy. Cover your ears, guys. Here we go. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Uh, let's see. Kyle, have you, have you heard Shank read an email? Oh, yes. I always love when the Boston hairdresser comes up. <laughs> Dude, she's Brooklyn. Janine. Respect. <laughs> Speaking of which, hey, all. Firstly, I'd like oh. to say I love the show and have been listening for a few months now. I have loved Elder Scrolls since Morrowind, and I have played MMOs since Ultima Online. So ESO seems like a perfect storm for me. Storm? Jesus, sweetie. <laughs> I do have a con- <laughs> I do do have a concern, though. I have been a part of a lot of MMO expansion launches, and the hype and build-up is always very fun for me, and finally playing the day of release is amazing. I just love the whole experience of new releases with MMOs. My concern is this. Should I keep my hype in check and maybe limit my anticipation and fun for the releases of ESO, or should I just let go and let my mind go nuts with it and maybe be disappointed when I finally get to play it? Thanks for taking the time to read this amazing show. That was sort of a non sequitur, but whatever. Crabsy, a.k.a. Janine, the Brooklyn hairdresser. Okay. Uh, you guys want to – who wants to take this, Lou? <laughs> sure. Um Crabsy, um, actually, funny you mention that because Avarwin and I were talking about this earlier on this afternoon. And I guess with anything, like in real life, keep your expectations. You know, you know what? It's fun to be excited for anything, but also realize things may not go as planned. Keep grounded. You know, be prepared for the fact that okay, nothing will ever match the hype machine. Yeah. Okay, one of the examples I like to point out is, is SWOTOR. I mean, I was oh. <laughs> incredibly overhyped for that game because I'm a huge Star Wars nut. Okay, I have been ever since I was a kid. All right, and since I first saw it on the big screen in 77, yes, I'm that old. <laughs> and, you know, after the first few weeks, I'm once playing that game, realizing, wow, this game isn't doing it for me because of, you know, what they were promising, what they were expecting, plus all the hype the community itself put forth on BioWare. You know, to make a great game because they also had that added pressure of having uh, Star Wars Galaxies as the only other Star Wars themed MMO out there. Even though it did shut down, they kind of had to deal with that legacy that that game put out there. Okay, we, you know, was Swordtor going to have the sandbox elements uh, that Galaxies had when it first came out, or is it going to be theme park rails like the NG when the CU and NG hit Galaxies? That sort of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, be excited. You know, I am. I'm excited for ESO, but I'm also going to take what I learned from Tor and realize, okay, I'm going to be excited for ESO, but I'm going to be realistic and say, okay, maybe there are going to be some things that I won't like, you know, when it finally goes live. And I'm not going to say, you know, the game sucks or what have you or, or what. Right. I just remember seeing – I'm sorry, Joe. <laughs> no, no. I was just saying right. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I just remember seeing the – epic cinematics for swotor lou and then like seeing the actual i mean i i haven't played it but i saw like my friends playing it uh and i was just like oh so okay <laughs> i kind of wish that they just made like a movie out of the cinematics but whatever that's just <laughs> my <laughs> sense you know that's what some of my friends who said they haven't played 
tour, but they've seen the cinematics for the game, so they should have just made a movie. Hmm. <laughs> that would have been a pretty cool movie, i got to admit that. Yeah. Oh, it would have been a lot better than the prequels. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> All right, Lou, we're going to actually uh, keep you talking, buddy, and go into your gameplay this week. Okay. <laughs> this week, what I've been doing, I'm still working with the Battle Mage. She's still at level 37. I had a slight scare because actually one of the mods I just recently downloaded, it was a really cool weapons mod, just started crashing my game. So I was afraid that uh, it was going to corrupt my game files, and I may have to actually just get rid of that or not be able to use that uh, particular file save for my character, from Battle Mage. And realizing that, just going back to my notes on my saves, the last save I had important save I had on that character was level 3-5. Like, oh, I don't want to go back two levels. <laughs> Not at all. Mm. So I literally did the, you know, I disabled all the mods, started up Skyrim again, did the old one-by-one, you know, click and hope it works, click hope it works, and realized the moment I activated that mod, yeah, it, it crashed the game. Aha, uh-huh. there's the culprit. Yeah, and it, it really sucks, though, is the fact that this is a weapons mod, and it has it's a really cool katana mod mm-hmm. with Celtic themes on it because the guy actually took uh, it's not a, a reskin it's an actual built from scratch using the the engine. Well, uh, now it's a long string of crap code that destroyed your game. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> well, yeah, it may cause some things to sputter, but yeah, I mean, but when you see the detail work on it, yeah, it's an actual you know katana, a real katana with Celtic themes on it. You know, uh, and I mean like Gaelic, Irish Gaelic. Uh, themes on it. Mm. Okay, that kind of scroll work, the filigree, everything on it was was amazing. And the guy made like, like an entire set. So he made the, the katana, the wakazashi, and the tanto. And I was like, oh, that looks really great. But it crashed your game. Yeah, but it crashed my game. All right. <laughs> Which is a shame because, you know, with this, you could have made the handles and the hilt out of different materials. So you could have had like an MD blade, okay, but with a wooden finish in terms of a wooden handle. A metal cross guard with, you know, like, I guess, a wood inlay type thing, that kind of appearance. So it would look really cool. And yeah, unfortunately, it crashed my game. So I have yeah. to hope he, he goes back to that and finishes it and actually fixes it because that's when I'll go back and actually recommend it and actually say the name of it <laughs> for yeah, later exactly. on. Oh, following Dave's little thing there, yeah, I went to go find the, uh, oh, I'm actually on the way to find that bound bow spell. And for the life of me, I couldn't remember. Last night, where the hell it was? Like where he told us, told me it was. Yeah, he said it was going to be difficult. Where was that? He said it was going to be difficult to remember. It was quite a stretch you had to go through. Yeah, so I was like, "Damn it!" And I really, I didn't feel like calling Dave and waking him up two o'clock and saying, "Dave, where's the damn thing?" Why not? He's good for it. (laughs) You know what? When I do that tonight, and he starts yelling at me, but Barman said I could call you, man. Yeah, just tell him I did it. Good for it. <laughs> yeah, because I was also starting to use now the bound sword and axe spell. But combine that with the fact that I have a low light armor skill and I really haven't invested a lot in health. So I'm a pretty much a two hit wonder, meaning I take two hits and I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a wonder how you lasted the second hit. <laughs> and now I'm going up against, you know, I'm at this part of the game where I'm going against, you know, Drago Overlords, Drago Whites. And these things hit like a Mack truck. Yeah, they do. Oh, crap. And even when they use the the, the thooms, I'm like, oh, damn. 
Yeah. This isn't working. That's the worst part for me when, when you're fighting those Draugr overlords. They've got those thooms, and the disarm thume is the worst for me. I, I hate it. It drives oh. me nuts. Which is why I love being a battle mage, because I'm like, <laughs> hey, jerk, I don't use weapons. <laughs> exactly. Um, and my assassin that used to drive me insane. <laughs> yeah. Did but you that, finally uh, get the bound bow? Uh, no. no oh. I, can't, I can't remember what it is. I have to figure it out where it is. Skyrim Someone in chat say where exactly it is. Skyrim wiki. <laughs> yeah, what they said. Yeah. Google is your friend. <laughs> wiki it up, son. Yeah. Right. However, now... That being said, though, I did uh, get around to finishing the Legend of Red Eagle quest. Oh, one of the best quests in the game. Yes, and I found it a ton easier to do on my mage and on my assassins. I didn't have to go toe-to-toe with any of these things. Kyle, did you do Legend of Red Eagle? Um, is that the one where there's like a sword that you have to pull out or something? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. actually had did that just recently, like not even a month ago. It's awesome. I love that. Sorry to interrupt, Luca. No, no, no it's, a, it's a fun quest. I mean, after all this time, I still have fun doing that quest. Just because of what's involved in, in partaking in it. But, again, it was so much easier. Just, again, just sending in Lydia and one of the astronauts. Go out there and just distract them. <laughs> you know? Tank, Lydia, tank. Exactly. All right, tanks, go out there. Eat the meat shields, and I'll just blast them before. <laughs> I, you know, I don't care because they both have enough health, enough... Uh, I guess resistance to take the fact that I'm AOEing them to death as well. <laughs> so I don't care if the Atrak dies, but you know Lydia, she can take the hits long enough for us to actually take care of whatever targets in front of us. And that's one of my main, one of my tactics in fighting. You know what? Can, can Lydia and the Atrak take? Yeah, they can take it. I'll just let fly the AOE spells, and, and pretty much things are dead. And yeah, uh, it also helps with the uh, alteration since I'm healing Lydia. Most of the time, so. Oh, okay. A little nice little side effect there. Yeah, there you go. But on the same note, I'm also working on smithing, so I let that go by the wayside. It's stuck at 56, and I really want to improve Lydia's armor so that she has even less problems. Uh, it, you know, <laughs> it'll, take, it'll take more damage. Because <laughs> I figure the higher I go and the other areas that open up, especially when I head over to Solstheim. You realize these things are probably in like the 40s and such. And like, yeah, she needs better protection. Otherwise, she's not going to last as long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so, all the help she can get. Exactly. Exactly. And again, with that, you know, trying to get up uh, my enchanting so I get the double enchant as well. That would give her even more of an edge of survivability while I'm at it. Although I do want to say that I, I, I do want to improve her armor, improve her survivability. I really do like the look of ebony armor, though. Uh, to me, it looks the best. I, yeah, I have I, to. Yeah, I would have to agree. Go ahead, yeah, Sean. same here, dude. I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt you. But it's, it, it, yeah, it looks amazing, dude. Especially yeah. with the Dover Floss, if I may say so. Yeah, that, that modern version of it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I understand the Digic armor. In the Dragonborn armor is, you know, it's up there. It's the Uber armor. But you know what? Ebony looks the coolest in its vanilla form and in the remodeled form from the mods we use. It still looks, to me, it looks just totally BA. You know what? I mean, I've got my Paladin in Daedric armor only because it's it's leveled for me and it's, you know, more closely the appropriate style or not style, but the level of armor I should be wearing. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like, I hate it on my character. It, it looks very evil and he's not an evil character and it, it that... 
bothers the hell out of me. And, um, you know, I can't wait to find something else to, you know, get it off. And I don't like the Daedric armor at all. That's just, uh, so, that's me. <laughs> we're no well, you know friends. what? I wish they were, they, if they had a monitor that made actual, like, light or dark versions of the armor. You know what I mean? Like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, we understand that the Daedric armor is from the Daedra. And most of the time, yeah, they're, they're evil, bad beings. But you know what? Most so there are some Daedra that aren't. So you know what? Maybe get a version of Daedric armor, like say from Meridia, since she hates, despises the undead. Wouldn't it be great if she gave a paladin type character white, you know, or golden looking Daedric hey, armor? There's a simple solution to this, Lou. Dova Floss version Daedra armor. Oh. There's nothing <laughs> evil about that. <laughs> well, that's if everyone uses it. I mean, I don't know if he uses the Dova Floss. I mean, you, Shank, and I do unabashedly so. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Luke, though? You, you do have a point, but um, I, I think it, I would I would honestly, speaking of the armor, I, I would love it if like there was a quote-unquote light version, but like a light side version, but it was like for Adra, you know? Not yeah. necessarily yes. Daedra, but the Adra. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I would love that. I, I would I would love if they if they brought the Knights of the Nine armor back into into this game somehow you know if there was a quest where uh you know you you make a, a journey and you find the the knights of the nine armor and and reclaim it again you know i i would love that because well, that armor is just it's my favorite armor so far surprise, yeah, and you, surprise. Know, you bring up a good point because yeah you did find it in the expansion for you know knights of the nine and if you complete that whole quest line yeah you do have it but you know what you're mortal so of course you're going to pass away yeah all right, and maybe it gets lost again, or it's buried with you. And the divine say, you know what? It's time for another to pick up where you left off. Champion. Yeah. Exactly. Another champion is going to be inspired to find your gravesite, defile it, and rob you. But yes, they're <laughs> 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 going to recycle that armor. That's basically what they're doing. That's what Thanks, you're doing. <laughs> you're defiling someone's grave, and you're stealing their stuff. <laughs> I hope the ghosts haunt you. <laughs> Anyone get a creepy necrophiliac thing off that? <laughs> I mean, think about it. It's what you're doing when you go in these tombs. You're a grave robbing. <laughs> uh, Joe Martin's asking if the name of the episode is now going to be Defiling of Arwen. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so wrong in so many ways. That's horrendous. <laughs> That's seriously bad images in my head right now. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I do like those ideas. I mean, a uh, uh, age version of the armors and weapons would be outstanding. Sauce. Yeah. Anyway, um, oh, finally kicked off the the Civil War portion. I finally, I've, I gave in. You know what? I've held on this long enough. Let me just give him the damn message. <laughs> Here, Jarl, it's from General Tilius. And so now I'm just waiting for the rest to kick off. I mean, I just gave it to him. So I have to wait for the rest of the uh, the events to start kicking in, and I'll get ready for the fight. And I'm confident this time, unlike the last time I tried this on my level 24 assassin and got stomped all over the place. <laughs> At least now, I just uh, I think I have a better chance of uh, wiping the Stormcloak groups off the face of Whiterun. No problems. Mm. So I'm ready for it. Battle of Whiterun. Bring it. Do it. Oh, Oblivion, God. You know, after seeing... Uh, remember we talked about this last week? I'm going to get more into Oblivion. Yeah. yeah I tried doing it this past weekend. File got corrupted, so... You know, this is for my own disc now, my own gameplay disc. I haven't done it through Steam. 
because I actually have the Game of the Year edition yeah. of Oblivion. So I don't know what's going on. I might try it again, installing it via my discs. If it fails again or whatever, ha- whatever happens, I may just buckle under and get it through Steam. You know, and, and pay Bethesda again for buying the content all over again. I mean, you're not going to hear complaints from me, dude. I, I've paid them four times for that game. So. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. They, you, they may, look- you may want to just do that because I think the version on Steam is... Um, Probably all patched uh, up. Correct, right? What's that? Probably all patched up. Yep. Yeah. It's version. Yeah. I mean, I know there's a conflict when it comes to the older software version for, uh, I think, like Windows 7. I don't think Windows 7 can will recognize it for some reason. Yeah, Windows 7 like, what, what, what code is this? Yeah, exactly. It's a keyboard. How quaint. <laughs> uh, anything else, Lou? Uh, oh, I wanted to get my latest great support from my walk around. Latest walkabout, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time I walked from Markarth to Dawnstar, and I did it at night. I actually waited till the dark because I wanted to see it. Because I uh, go with the daytime, that's pretty cool. But you know what? I never really pay attention to doing this stuff at night. And so walking, yeah, four different, four different groups of vampires attack me. I'm like, wow, really? The streets of Markarth? I just loaded into Markarth. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen at night and all of a sudden in the middle of this fight I'm like wow man I just loaded into the game seriously <laughs> and this is what's going on and it took me a couple of of, of uh, reloads because yeah I mean my default spells I've loaded up are my AOE spells so of course I'm hitting every guard in the area and every citizen that happens to be walking about going to the bar at night and they're all aggroing me it's like oh gosh come on and of course my low health I can't take more than a couple of hits before the vampires kill me so I'm like this is, this is insane so what had to happen is my last successful attempt, I actually had to run away, do a shank, and parkour out of there. Okay, I ran to the underkeep, <laughs> and it just quickly reloaded, you know, switched out my spell set, and then started going to town. You know, it's just like, without fail, three out of the four times I've attacked, you have con- contracted, oh, seriously, Zank, damn disease. You know, thank God for the 24 cure disease potions I carry. <laughs> the morning after pill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got, you got any water? No, but I got cure disease potions. You can have one if you want. I don't need water. I need this because the vampires just piss me off so much when they give me this. Um, but yeah, that's the gameplay for the week. All right, we have an email from Harper Larp. All right, interesting name. Hey guys, longtime listener, avid oblivion. Oblivion and Skyrim lover. Sorry, I hate Marwin. <gasps> Fair enough. I can, I can I can agree with you, brother. And I have some information that you guys may or may not be aware of. The Knights of the Nine armor is leveled. That is to say that the stats of the enchantments are determined by your current level when acquiring them. Sucks, right? Wrong! You can place the armor onto the mannequin at the Knights of the Nine Priory, Priory and it will rescale the enchantments to match your new level. Love the show, awesome. guys. Keep up the good work. As always, light reveal you. You know what? In my 600 plus hours of Oblivion, show off. Legit, quit your bragging. legit. Never. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I legit. I didn't. I never knew that. That is amazing. That is so cool, and I'm jealous. Yeah, I'm gonna, as, soon as, I, as soon as I get back into Oblivion again, I'm gonna go put my armor on the thing again and see if I can get a little stronger to take on that stupid freaking. <laughs> Why do I picture Joe like? 
character just like literally sprinting back down to the priory, slamming just, like, it down. Come on, because he will. <laughs> He's going to do it. Yeah, probably right. We're gonna go ahead and uh, take our last call right now. So, chat room, call it. Go for it. Just put the uh, the phone number back inside the chat room. One last call for last call. And Ivarwin, you're the last playthrough, man. Oh, brother. The week of fail hath begun. Yeah, you and I both, man. Yeah. So, um, I got nothing this week. You know, as far as, as far as my, um, you know, trying to acquire the next piece of the Knights of the Nine quest, I, I was, uh, for, for the tries that I went after, I didn't get anything. I, I tried to go after the shield. Now, in order to go after the shield, you have to you have to go to the bulwark, which is all the way down by Leowin in the in the southeastern portion of of Cyrodiil. And uh, oh, we got a, we got another quality here. Hold on a second here. And uh, hey, you're on live with uh, ESOTR. Who's this? Hello, I'm Nod Fallen Forty Seven in the chat room. Oh, Nod, you made it through. Glad, glad you yeah, made it through. through. I got the phone. My mother got off the phone line. Yeah. Cool. Good. Right. So what do you got for so, us, Nod? What I got for you is um, you talked about legendary stuff um, uh, earlier, like about two, three weeks ago when the update came out. I have no, I, since I only have Skyrim on the Xbox because I'm an idiot that didn't have a computer to run it at the time, um, I wanted to know what do you think about the fact that, because now I'm, an, I'm like an idiot, I choose the legendary sneak. So now every enemy is way too strong for me to attack because right now what happens is that every time I, I go to try to sneak up, um, up on someone, I just get detected. All right, so hold on. You're you're saying that you, you made your sneak tree legendary? Yeah, and what happens okay. is that I realized that for people that might put skill tree to legendary at like level 41, they would have the, I'm getting my ass kicked by a freaking mud crab or something. Getting your butt kicked by mud crabs now? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, what's your question? I don't want to talk about it. How to not die by mud crabs? <laughs> yeah. Roll back your save, man. <laughs> <laughs> too late. Too late. So, so all right. So, what? What's your what's your question? Like, what? What do you? Uh, what, what do you guys think about that? Or what is it counter? And I have another question about yes. So, about a topic you guys discussed a little, a little bit sooner in the show like two or three weeks ago again all right joe what do you think go to the oh geez go around the dungeons around the starting areas at uh river run riverwood riverwood thank yeah, you White run. no i was i was getting oh. two combined there <laughs> the first little village you go to when you become a dragon anyway when you're out in that area there is still i don't know if you've gotten every single uh, mine and, and different places you can go, but those are usually, they usually cap out in the low 20s for difficulty. They don't get, well, they go, they match your level, but they're a lot easier to manage. You just gotta try, just rebuild your sneak a little bit at a time. Alright, and now my other question is, you guys talked about how in PvP, they, they said that in PvP in ESO, if your faction is doing well, you will have buffs, like yeah. more gold, or more damage or something. Yeah. And uh, Ivarwin brought up a really good point, which was that... Which is rare. Could, <laughs> no, wait, wait, yeah, wait, I don't know where he is, but that doesn't matter. 
But um, what ha- what I mean by that is that um, he said that he could bring people to just cater to the fashion that's doing well well at the time and just completely kill the balance. And you guys said, well, no, because it's just going to be buff and you're still going to have to do stuff about it. Well, yeah, well, you're still going to have to go to the fashion to have the buffs. So, I mean, let's say my faction is doing bad and I'm, and I'm an idiot player and I see the other faction is doing well. I'm just going to create another character that would to get the buffs and get on the other faction. Well, I, I think, um, I think not. I think you're putting the cart before the horse on this one. First of all, we're we're talking about a feature that they haven't that Zoss really hasn't said anything about. Really, um, we're, we were being very speculative at the time, saying that um, possibly an alliance benefit that um, that we've seen in the past in other video games have been uh, in the form of buffs. Um, so, you know. I don't necessarily think that it would it would work out for you if your alliance happens to be doing well that week um, and they're they have these you know in quotes uh, alliance benefits that it would be a good idea to just make a brand new character and utilize those benefits um, um, solely for you know the the uh, short duration of time those benefits are going to be there because you know this thing is going to ebb and flow you know it's it's gonna it's gonna swing in the pendulum's gonna swing in in one way in one direction and go right back uh eventually so and also depends about i'm sorry brian i mean interrupt you no no go ahead go ahead is the different campaigns so your campaign that you're in might be doing well or it may be doing really, really bad, you have the option to pay to switch your campaign to a different campaign. And that campaign could be doing better. It's hard to say. But a campaign is basically like alternate realities, if you will, of the same occurrence. Um, And I I would imagine that the buffs wouldn't be that big at all. Uh, Maybe 1% stamina increase, you know? Nothing that's going to say like, oh, I have to switch and redo 15 hours of play to go back and get 1%. And by the time I go back and get level 10, it's gone back to the faction I was just at. Oh, uh, yeah, all right. That, yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't know what those... We don't know what the alliance benefits are going to be. I mean, uh, and they haven't said it yet, and I'm, eventually they will, but, yeah, I wouldn't get too hung up over, over what we were talking about at the time. We were just being speculative and, you know, hopefully entertaining. That's, that's it. <laughs> oh, you were definitely enter- entertaining. Can I have another question, or you guys are running out of time? Yeah, one uh, quick one. You're going to die while editing. <laughs> one quick one, Nod. Go ahead. All right. Um, I watched um, a Race 3 game coverage about the ESO. They went to the same event as you did. Wait, I, I see Joe is nodding his head. What happened? Nothing. Go ahead. All right. Um, and I saw a fighting scene with a play- between a player and a troll. And um, what happened is that Troll didn't really seem to react to the player's attack. Maybe it's because the player wasn't doing enough damage, like in Skyrim. If you don't, if you only pinch an enemy, he won't actually like set back. But it looks like the troll was completely ignoring the fact that the other player was swinging a sword at him or something. What do you guys think about that? And I know you guys played. Um, ESO at Paxis and whatnot. I would like to know um, uh, if it's actually like that or if maybe the video was just weird in the way it was edited or something. Uh, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure we understand exactly what, what it is that you're asking. Are you, are you saying what do we feel about about an instance where another player was, was swinging a sword at, at somebody else? 
No, I'm 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 asking is, do, do the enemies actually really react like in a explicit way when you attack him? It depends on the enemy. When, you, when I when I hit an enemy with a sword, when I hit a drugger with a sword in Skyrim, the sword will take a step back and like lower his defense because he's like stunned or something. It didn't seem to be occurring in the video that I saw. Does it happen, or was it just or something? Um, yeah, I mean, they the enemies do um, the enemies do absolutely you know react to to what's uh, what's going on, and uh, you know that's that's basically you know uh, pretty much it <laughs> to be honest. So all right, all right Nod, we appreciate the call. Thanks again for uh, for hanging out with us. All right, thank you guys for taking my call. Sure, Have take a nice care. One. Keep being entertaining like you are. <laughs> take care. <laughs> oh, it's good to hear from uh, from Nod. All right, Ivar, when you were saying about your play? Yeah, um, I'll keep it brief because there's really not much to say, to be honest. So I went down to the bulwark where, um, you know, where the, the shield is supposed to be, and, uh, you know, I, I, got, I got destroyed. The mages that are inside that area are really, really powerful, and they gang up on you, which is what was killing me. So um, I started realizing that the, the uh, weapon I'm doing is – the weapon I'm using is not doing enough DPS – so as I'm trying to like, you know, fight my way through these mages that who are who are ganging up on me, and part of the problem is, you know, I I go after one of these guys and they run away all the way down the hall to heal themselves and they end up, you know, I end up aggroing another another mage um who comes after me at that point while chasing this guy and now I'm ganged up on you know, I'm just getting swamped with all these different kinds of spells they're they're making uh you know they're creating all different kinds of conjured enemies and now instead of you know a mage i have two mages and now i have you know four i have two mages and, and two of their other guys so that's four on top of it it's it's, it's crazy so I, i'm not doing enough damage to these guys because they keep healing themselves on top of it too so i tried it a couple of times i got maybe about three quarters of the way through it solved the puzzle that was in there and then I died because I forgot to freaking <laughs> quick save like a derp <laughs> so you know I go doing that and um, yeah, I just realized like alright maybe what I should do is go after the mace of Xenathar so I leave go find the, the mace of Xenathar which is um, in the chapel of Leywin and then I sort of find out that I guess what I need first before I get that thing is all the other pieces of the armor. I, I'm laughing because I just I was waiting for your realization. Because <laughs> what happened was I'm thinking like, okay, this is going to be like Indiana Jones. You know, it's a leap of faith and I just keep falling. <laughs> yeah, your, your faith was misled there, sir. Indeed. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm thinking like, all right, maybe I need to apply that, uh, that skill that, you know, the... Uh, the um, uh, buff that you get, you know, the the pilgrim's buff. So I, I put that thing on, and then I jump, and then I, I make it all the way to the to the. I actually jumped far enough to to hit the bottom of the column that the mace is on. So I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, okay, maybe I just need to like you know, as Shank would say, parkour up this thing. <laughs> no, that doesn't need to happen at all. <laughs> <laughs> so that was basically it. So I. At that point, I just figured, all right, this is this is going nowhere, and uh, I'm running out of time. So, 
I got so frustrated. I was like, the hell with it. <laughs> so that was it. Um, but I, I've got a, I've got a closer handle on what needs to be done here. So hopefully by next week, I'll have, I'll have something awesome to tell you. All righty. We have one more email left. I'm actually going to do our tradition, and I'm going to ask our guest to read it. Kyle. Oh, man. Oh, and God. It's from Mara. She was just on the call a second ago. I have a question that I thought of while watching the All-Star cast. At one point during the roundtable, one of the hosts mentioned that the game he played back in October was not the same game he played at PAX East. This came as a little of a shock to me, and while he didn't go into detail, I'm wondering if you share the sentiments. Is the game that's being tested right now less Elder Scrolls than it was when you played it in October? If so, what changed? Thanks for your time and for providing such an amazing show. Keep up the good work, Mara. Uh, can I take this one? Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully Jess doesn't hear this, but anyway. I don't know what Jess was on because that's not the impression I got at all. It felt like the same exact game to me, just cleaner and better. <laughs> Honestly, it looked a lot better to me. Um, it still felt very much Elder Scrolls. That was my impression on it. Garland? Um, Jesse's a good guy, but this was this was sort of like a miss for him, I believe. Um, I, I'm, I completely agree with you, Joe, in, um, in how at least I perceived this. And, and you know, perception uh, is like beauty. You know, it's in the eye of the beholder. It changes for everyone. So, True. you know, maybe where, where uh, good old Jesse was coming from, maybe this this was the way it is. But, you know, for myself, you know, I I sort of perceived it the same way as, as you as well. All righty. Uh, Kyle, do you have any comment on that or no? I would totally have an opinion had I been lucky enough to play it at PAX East <laughs> and uh, just asking, the just other asking, events. Man. But, uh, you know, people didn't even know who we were back then, so... I'll just slap you around more later on next time we bring you on the show. Because, guys, we are into the final segment of this show. That's right. It is time for the Elder Scroll. Thank you very much, Joe. And today, we're going to cover the Shivering Isles, part one. There's quite a lot, so I had to break it up in two pieces. So, the Shivering Isles, part one. No, it's not about being cold. It's about what's inside. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Or in some famous quotes here. So, which is it? What will it be? Mania? Dementia? The suspense is killing me. Or you, if I have to keep waiting. Or another one of my favorites. I once took a pit and filled it with clouds. Or was it clowns? Well, whichever it was, it began to smell. Ah! Must have been clowns. Because clouds don't smell. They taste of butter. And tears from Shiogarath, Daedric Prince of Madness. <laughs> so the Shivering Isles, also called the Madhouse or the Asylums, is the realm of Shiogarath, Prince of Madness. This realm consists of a main landmass surrounded by a group of smaller islands, the area of which is divided in half. The northern half of these islands is called Mania, and the southern half Dementia. This divide represents Shiogarath's split personality, the two shades of madness. You have the Enjane Sea, borders it to the east, and the Emane Sea to the west. Originally, this was the realm of water, and it was the domain of Jigalag, the prince of water. Somewhere in the past, the other Daedric princes feared his power, 
so they cursed him to become the prince that would despise most of all. Madness. Jigalak became Shugarath and destroyed all aspects of order in the realm. But only two relics remained. One of which were the many crystal obelisks which dot the isles, which he could not permanently remove. And Dias, Jigalag's chamberlain and the keeper of the great library of Jigalag, which contains the logical prediction of every action ever taken by any creature, mortal or Daedric. When Shiogarath discovered the library, he had it burned, insisting that it was an abomination and a personal choice defied logical prediction. But he couldn't bring himself to destroy the knowledge that Dias possesses, so instead... He forbade him from dying and imprisoned him in the ruins of the library at Knife Point Hollow. At the end of every era, though, Shiogarath is allowed to take his true form and retake the realm. And this is known as the Grey March. It begins with the appearance of the Knights of Order, who slowly invade the Isles using the obelisks as conduits. Many of Shiogarath's sub- subjects default, and they become priests of order. The cycle is completed when Jigalag himself appears and takes the palace, Capturing the font of Mad. Shiogarath is then left to rebuild his dead realm. Northern Highlands of Mania, they reflect the lighthearted side of its ruler's madness. Possessing expansive grasslands, huge mushroom trees, etc., one of the major features is Overlook Road, and this passes through the entire region. The Isle of Flame, the Laughing Coast, the Peninsula of Saints Watch, and the Jester's Spine. Mountains are important geographical features in the entire region. There are two villages there. The village of High Cross and Hale appear. Now they appear welcoming, but they are populated by harmless maniacs, if they can be called so. The halls of Brella contain the wellspring of the Oriole. The lawbreakers of this region are imprisoned in what's known as the Ruins of Aiken. Dementia. These are marshy lowlands, and they represent the dark and violent side of Shogarath, mostly made up of swamps and forests of dead trees. The Low Road and Pinnacle Road are two main routes that pass through this region. There are two peninsulas, the Heretic's Horn and the Mad God's Boot. Now the marshes of Shallow Grave and the Hill of Suicides are also very important landmarks. They had a couple of villages. One is known as Deep Wallow and the other Felmore. They do offer relative safety from the monsters that roam the swamps. The ruins of Vitharn is a place of ill repute. This area is once populated by souls cursed by Shogarath. Now the halls of Pinnacle Rock contain the wellspring of Mazken. In this region, the lawbreakers are imprisoned in the root tunnels of Corpse Rock Passage. The capital city of the realm is called Nushioth, and this lies on the eastern side of the Isles. It is also divided into two sections, Bliss on the Manic side and Crucible on the Demented, where Shiogarath's palace lies adjacent. The town of Split also lies along the divide, as does the Fringe. Now, the Fringe is an enclosed area of the Isles where new inhabitants of the Isles reside until their madness sets in. The only way out is through the Gates of Madness which is guarded by a giant flesh atronach known as the Gatekeeper. So I found I see a key master reference coming in there as well. But I, I didn't want to say it. No, <laughs> this, area, <laughs> this area is like the portal in Nyman Bay, but it is not the portal's only destination. There's a small village. It's called Passwall, and it's the only settlement within the fringe, 
and it's periodically abandoned when its inhabitants are given access to the realm proper. It has existed since the Isles were created and serves as a defensible outpost. During the Great March, the Third Era, year 433, the Fringe was taken by order. The Spire and Passwall was revealed to be a gate for the Forces of Order and was subsequently destroyed by the Champion Cyrodiil. And that's part one, folks. Tune in next week for the second half of the Shivering Isles. We'll finish the geography and go over the makeup of the Isles themselves. And a big shout-out to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, the Imperial Library, and the Elder Scrolls Wiki for the information. All right. Uh, Ivarwin, we're going to be changing up the crafting table a little bit this next week. You want to talk about that? Yeah. Um, as with everything, you know, this uh, show always changes, and we've got some more changes coming down the pipe. Um, the calls are, are one, of, one of those awesome changes, and we hope you've been liking them. Uh, but uh, crafting table is something that, you know, I felt for a while needs some sprucing, if you will. So here's the thing. All right. Um, the crafting table is actually going to be a lot more interesting. Every single week, I'm going to challenge one of my hosts to download a mod. And then the following week, tell me about their gameplay regarding that mod. Uh, additionally, I'm going to open up the uh, the crafting table for mods, not just in Skyrim, but also in uh, in Oblivion as well. And that's what's coming to you guys. Oh, yeah. Um First challenge goes to Lou this week. Dun, dun, dun. Lou, I, <laughs> I challenge you to download TARDIS and tell me what you think about it next week. We just covered that last week. Yeah, but, you know, it's, it's uh, Lou's a, you know, he's a fan. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> and I'm interested, to see, yeah, I'm interested to see how, what he thinks about it. If I could find a Tom Baker scarf mod, that'd be awesome. <laughs> And Fedora, oh yeah. <laughs> so that's it. So uh, so Lou, I want you to I want you to download TARDIS and tell me uh, tell me a little bit about it next week. What do you think? Oh, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a good challenge. I'll, I'll accept uh, a redo this time, Ivarwin. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's cheap, but what do you want me to do? <laughs> oh, buddy, what am I gonna do with you? That's a TARDIS mod with Clara. <sighs> All right, guys. It's time to wrap up the show tonight. And uh, my final thought is I'd like to thank Kyle for coming on and filling in for Dave tonight. He was kind of quiet, but uh, we'll get him Sorry. to open up next time more if we get him on. Uh, and that's it. You've Arwen. Yeah, Kyle, you're the man. Thanks for coming on, dude. Ah, it's been a pleasure. Uh, yeah, that's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Mister. Looking forward to uh, getting those, uh, getting that shield next week. Darn it. All right, Joyful Jam and Lou. I, too, would like to take this time to thank Al for coming on board. Thanks for filling in and bearing with us for tonight. Sure, Can't sure. wait to try out this TARDIS mod as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shank. In the slightly modified words of Dean Force, um, I don't want Kyle back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. It was always a blast. I'm one of your biggest fans. Come back anytime, bro. Shocks. Oh. Uh, Kyle, this is your time to say uh, whatever you want to say. All right. Well, it has been a pleasure. Um, thank you, chat room, for all your kind words. And uh, I guess everyone wants me to do the little signature sign-off of boy. <laughs> all right. And how to reach us, Ivarwin? 
Sure. Uh, if you're looking for our show, you can find it at www.elderscrollsofftherecord.com. That is our great website. We have all of our shows there. We have an extensive archive from all of our shows in the past. You can catch all of our breaking news from our wonderful news team, as well as their opinion articles on elderscrollsofftherecord.com as well. Uh, QGN TV is there as well. That's where our our uh, live stream is, or our Twitch anyway. Uh, don't forget, to, you can also access our donate feature for uh, the uh, the network as well, and for this show through elderscrollsofftherecord.com. Uh, as well as links to all of our other shows and the uh, the network as well. Uh, and you can also say hello to our partners. And uh, starting this week, Donovan Fouts, who is the author of the uh, the amazing Donovan's Tales, which has been featured on Elder Scrolls Online's uh, webpage, is now a part of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. So everyone, welcome Donovan Fouts. Thank you very much for, for being here and for uh, uh, sharing with us your, uh, your fan fiction. Uh, QuestGamingNetwork.com is the website to our network here at QuestGamingNetwork.com. You can get links for, to Elder Scrolls Off the Record and also to Minecraft Off the Record and including our extensive archive of all of our past podcasts and all of their previous episodes as well. Uh, if you want to email the show, you can email us at elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com. Don't forget about YouTube. We're at youtube.com, elderscrolls, excuse me, forward slash elderscrollsotr, and youtube.com forward slash quest gaming network. Uh, $10 mentions. Listen, guys, this, this, is, um, this is a small advertising feature meant for, for our fans. Uh, if you have a guild that you are starting, this is perfect for you because we'd be more than happy to uh, shout you out at the beginning of the show. Or um, if you simply just want to donate to our show, if you're a big fan, you say, uh, here, let me uh, kick these guys a couple of bucks and uh, keep the show going. We really, really, really appreciate that. And you can access that on the donate button at any one of our websites, uh, most especially elderscrollsofftherecord.com. Just click the donate button, follow the directions right there. It's a very nice little web page that we got there. <laughs> uh, you can listen to us via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Zune, and if none of those tickles your fancy, you can grab our RSS feed off of our website, yes, elderscrollsofftherecord.com, and plug that into your favorite podcast or RSS reader, and we will have awesome Elder Scrolls Off the Record awesomeness delivered to your ears each week. That's magic. That's what that's what that really Varwin. Those aren't spirit fingers. These are spirit fingers. Uh, no. Minecraft off the record live Sundays at 7. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Go check out Minecraft off the record live. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you play Minecraft and you do not listen to Minecraft off the record, you fail at life. And I mean that. Go listen to Minecraft off the record. If you are playing Minecraft, there are some amazing things going on on that show and Joe's server. You need to join Joe's server. Minecraft off the record live. Joe, what's been going on with the server lately? Give us a little taste. Hmm. We're built. We're actually creating an expansion to the and building from the story that's existing, and with new bosses, new challenges, new play styles, it's going to be. Pretty epic. 
Okay. And Twitter. <laughs> uh, if Twitter's your thing, you can find the show at Elder Scrolls OTR. You can follow all of the individual hosts. You can follow Joe at The Widget, W-I-G-I-T. You may follow me at Evarwin, E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. Lose at GamerGuy11B, G-A-M-E-R-G-U-Y-1-1-B. Shank is at ShankTank, S-H-A-N-K-T-H, T-A-N-K. And leave off the E for sales on pumice stones. <laughs> he did it. It's never going to get old. <laughs> Dave! Dave is not here, but he is near and dear to our hearts. You can follow him on Twitter as well, at Dienforce, that's D-I-E-N-F-O-R-E. C-E at D-Enforce. So, uh, Kyle, where can people find you? Everywhere. Alright, so you guys can head over to shoddycast.com. You can subscribe there, which you'll get a email anytime we post something there. Um, you can always head over to our YouTube page, which is also youtube.com forward slash shoddycast. Uh, we are on Twitter at shoddycast, and then facebook.com forward slash Slash, thank you, Shoddycast. Ellis Rules Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production, and I just want to say, Foos Raw, you all, next week. Take care, everyone. Be safe, and may the Foos be with you. Good night, everyone. Glad you're all here. See you all again next week. Till next time, guys. Foos Roda Shadow Hide You. Keep it shoddy, guys. Boy. Make sure. Yep, silent. Oh, there you go. Come on, come on, rock that body. Come on, come on, keep it shoddy. Never been. You know what? If we can put like a beat behind that, like come in with. It's already a song. You gotta, you gotta sound like Jennifer Lopez when you say it, though. I don't know how long I keep doing. Oh, why stop? Boxing over here. I think Joe going. Kyle, estás aquí? Sí. Señor Kyle. No, the region is not here. No. 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 Look, I just give you the money. Just go to the store and just buy the stuff. No, no, no. No. Really? <laughs> whoa, 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 what's this? It's just a two-meter exhaust port. Just right below the main port. There you go. What are you, it's a major design flow, don't you think? <laughs> Listen, I didn't say this, but that's going to be Jenny when she's 70. <laughs> Consuela, stream the editing. No, 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 no streaming the editing. No. <laughs> so I'll just... You know, get exploit and wrap and running and just go on to Twitch and just no, stream it. No, 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 no stream, no. I am cow. I was in Riverwood and I went to the Riverwood Traders and, and uh, the door didn't open, so I, 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 no, I, I went home. Uh, no mass. No mass. And then, and then, Miss Mister Mister Griffin gave me some septims to go find. So I, I, no, I. I. <laughs>
And uh, well, welcome to Con- Consuela off the record. Uh, I'm I'm your host. Uh, uh no. <laughs> <laughs> That was so perfect. <laughs> Perfectly timed. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>